Hi, it's Tara Kerwin. And this is EJ Kerwin. Welcome to Relationship Renovation Podcast. It's always good to be here. Yeah, welcome to the podcast today. And uh, we're kind of going into summer soon, and it's always a different kind of feel when it starts to get warm out. And so we're having more time by the pool and yeah things are good things are good we're we're it's actually pretty exciting right now it's been out a little bit we have relationship renovation at home which is our 22 part series for couples so that they can work on their relationship at home. It has a video component. It has a lesson that you kind of download with each uh, video. And it's it's just an amazing tool for couples to uh, to check out at home and yeah. to, to work on their relationship. And you can check that out at relationshiprenovationcenters.com. Yeah, we're excited. It's basically our 12-week program here for couples at home that really feel like they could do this work without the assistance or support of a therapist because things aren't so bad yet, but they're just curious and wanting to really build that solid foundation. So our webinar went live. Oh my goodness. That's so exciting. Yeah. All right. And so uh, we'll just go ahead and introduce today's topic. And today's topic is uh, is sort of a communication idea. It's also just sort of a, like it's an important higher level thing for couples to be aware of, of a dynamic that can really positively impact their relationship and some sometimes negatively impacted. Yeah, and I and I don't think a lot of couples look into it as much and it's just such an important piece and it's all about resignation versus acceptance in the relationship. Resignation versus acceptance and it's when we do introduce this to couples, they generally have a little bit of a kind of a wouldn't you say like an aha moment of of like wow, there is like a subtle difference between the two. Yeah, absolutely. Especially around just like what their life looks like right now. And yeah, I mean, I think the big thing where where resignation versus acceptance uh, really applies is that every couple has a set of ongoing struggles, right? right. There, there are just certain dynamics that that we that we as a couple we come together. We have this like chemical reaction. We create a unconscious systems, and then we got to deal with it, right? You know, whether it's about parenting, about intimacy, about just straight like you know the way we communicate finances, about everyday things, work. finances. Yeah. yeah. And so there's a lot of issues that we deal with throughout our relationship that take time to resolve, right? Yes. And what happens is we we sort of have an unconscious way we start to look at it, right? And and what we want to help you guys look at is what is the difference yes. between uh, a problem that you're facing, a dynamic that's challenging your relationship when you've resigned versus when you've accepted. Do you want to, maybe Terry, you could kind of break down the kind of the difference between the two as we see it. Sure. Resignation is basically like, and and it's such a subtle unconscious feeling, but it's basically like defeat powerlessness. Like there is nothing I can do. So I'm just surrendering because it is what it is. We also know it doesn't feel good. Versus acceptance, same situation happening. However, 
you kind of feel more empowered in it because you're saying, okay, it's like this right now. It's not going to be like this forever. These are the external circumstances. So I'm just going to try to be with it. It's still uncomfortable and frustrating, but instead of feeling disempowered and powerless, there's an acceptance where you feel like, okay, like I can manage this. I have control. I'm accepting this. It's a choice. Yeah. I mean, resignation to me and is almost just like a throwing your hands up in the air. And it's like, just, I mean, it's, I give up like whatever, this is just going to be the way, the way it is. Um, whereas acceptance, you know, acceptance isn't always like a, a bright rainbow either, you know, because you are saying like, wow, this is like, you know, we're a little stuck or it's uncomfortable or we don't have a solution, but there's a positive, but, you know, the, but is, but we're, we're, we're going to work our way through this or we're going to figure it out or we're going to get help. You know, it's, it, there's a little bit of a, like a darkness with a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think when people are able to shift from a place of resignation to acceptance, the biggest piece is resentment does not build and you don't feel trapped and you don't feel stuck. And then it doesn't get projected into the relationship. Like this relationship isn't just working or this relationship is not working. And there's like so many different areas where I see couples like struggle with this. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll be honest, like the, one of the first ones that jumps into my mind is around intimacy and, and again, you know, we, we try to always like, as we go through these podcasts and talk about different topics, kind of relate to other things that we've, that we've spoken about so that it sort of brings it back into the front yeah. of your mind. And when we talk about intimacy, we're talking about the whole spectrum of, of affection between two people, that mm-hmm. it's everything from kind words, appreciation, pr- appreciation, gentle touch, all the way to kisses, yeah. intentional kisses, yeah, a little snuggle, snuggle. And even a little sex, maybe. And so it's, you know, it's <laughs> all the way across. Sex, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, that's a big area where I see couples struggle with this resignation versus acceptance of like, you know, they, it gets offline for one reason mm-hmm. or the other. One person isn't getting the type of affection that they crave. And then therefore they're having a hard time giving the affection that the other person is craving. And, they get to a point where they're just like, ah, you know, the heck with that. I'm, I'm, this is just the way it is. Like, you know, we just won't be connected in that way. We'll just run the household. We'll just, you know, try to make money. We'll just do all those things. And we just won't have that in our relationship anymore. And, and, And just to like reinforce, this is not a good place to be. This is where other things in the environment now start to meet those needs of feeling important and special, whether it's like an emotional affair at work or some social media stuff, right? And so we have to be really careful because if we're feeling defeated in our relationship and we don't feel like we're getting that special, unique, like love or prioritization, we're going to want to find it elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's important, uh, the importance of the not giving up and, you know, the other thing is it's so interesting how it all how they start to blend together like they they you know negative dynamics like this don't stay housed in one area right, right? so if there's one area like say it's something a little more broad than just than just uh, affection and intimacy say it's around communication you know say there's a commun- way in which you communicate with your partner that happens over and over and over that isn't satisfying and you just say 
back with it. Like, I'm just, I'm sick of having this conversation. I'm just going to stop talking when this happens. And so you resign there and then suddenly, well, we're not communicating in a healthy way. I don't really feel like being affectionate anymore either. And that, that doesn't happen instantaneously, but it just sort of gradates its way down to less and less uh, intimacy. And then you resign there. And then, so what's, you know, what's the next area? And then, you know, it just kind of, you end up in this relationship where, yeah, like where you're not connected and you've given up on, on trying to, um, trying to correct it. All areas feel somewhat of a defeat. Yeah. But then let's kind of shift it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll actually like first, because we're, we're introducing a, a concept that is subtle, you know, it's not like you wake up one day and you say like, Hey, I've resigned, you know, <laughs> right? I'm putting up my banner and letting you know, Tara, that I resigned today. Surrender. Yeah. So, so it's, it's going to be, there's going to be subtle signs that this is going on. So let's talk about that. If, if you, if there are more and more areas, Tara, where you and I are starting to, to resign that it's a problem and we're not going to change, what are going to be like the kind of like indicators that that's happening? Uh, I would say for me personally, I would feel really angry, frustrated, and stuck. And in my mind, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start to resent you. And then you don't look like that same person that I married. You kind of resemble somebody that doesn't feel good to me, that doesn't feel nice to me. And that I don't really want to spend quality time with anymore because I feel stuck and disempowered and powerless. And that is not a good, it's not a good feeling. I've felt it. I've yeah, felt it. You yeah. know? I think this is would be a great exercise really quick. If you're listening to this and you're trying to figure out, hey, are there ways in which I've resigned in my relationship? Because as you were talking about that, you were talking about how you, Tara, would react to resignation in our relationship. And I was thinking to myself, well, man, I, I would actually react. I react differently to it. You know, because your first was a, was maybe feelings of frustration and anger, right? Mm-hmm. Which is more of sort of almost like an outward effect, right? And when when I feel resignation, I feel a real sense of defeat. You know, it's almost like a weight comes down on me, and almost like a dropping of my head, and mm. and and a move inward. And so it'd be interesting right now for our, for our listeners, even like, even like take a pause, like pause the podcast for a second and just ask yourself when I feel like I've given up, Mm. you know, when I feel like I've just let go of having control, letting go of agency, how do I react to it? Right. You know, ask yourself, how do I react to a loss of power? Of, of a sense that I can make positive change. And, you know, take a second. Now it's, it's important for us to notice, and this is, this is something that, that there's a lot of different ways in which we have different counselors in here and Tara and I as therapists have different ways of like, how do we help people notice the subtle indications that something is going on, right? Mm-hmm. Because we want to catch it when it's subtle, 
before it's become big, right? Before it's profound. Yeah. So let me ask you, Tara. So you said when resignation happens, I can get angry. I can get disconnected. And that's, I would, I would think that that's when you've been resigning for a little while, right? What are the subtle things for you, Tara, that like when, when you've just given up on something, what are the things, whether it's like in your body somatically or narratively of of a voice in your head or whatever, what are the subtle things that happen to you that I might miss out on that happen when you resign? Um, I think in my mind, I kind of start to perseverate. So I get a little anxious. I start to perseverate like, oh my gosh, I've tried this over and over and over and over again. And all I really want to do is just stop and give up and go to Spain and move (laughs) to a winery. (laughs) It's like this. Yeah. It's like this go away, like flight. Like I just want to leave. And especially if it's the same argument that's happened over and over, which we have a couple of those. Yeah. A couple. it's, it's the, it's like, okay, like how, and why does this keep happening? Like we have talked about it in depth. We have understood each other's perspective. Like we're, we're kind, loving people. And like, and sometimes I just want to like completely just give up and I can feel it in my stomach and I can feel the sadness and I can feel very alone and by myself and isolated in it. And, and then it kind of takes me back to like my younger early attachment when I felt alone and scared. And it just, it's like, this is a place where I don't want to feel this, but it feels impossible sometimes. Yeah. And what's, what's so amazing about what Tara just did there is she, she really did some reflecting, right? And she, she took that second and like felt like, okay, when I resign, what happens? And she went through her thoughts, right? And then she went into, into some of her feelings and then she accessed the past of like, okay, what does it remind me of? I didn't even know I did that. Yeah. I mean, you logical order. Yeah. You did like such an amazing job there. And, and you know what, what's interesting is that her instant when I when we first asked her, she I said, what happens? And she said, I get angry, I get frustrated, right? And so if I see that as as her partner, I'm automatically on my defense. Mm. Now if Tara notices the subtle indications that she's resigned and she takes that second, reflects, and comes back to me and says what she just said, and which is completely vulnerable man, I, I feel like I have a much better chance that I'm going to be receptive, mm. that I'm not going to be defensive, you know? And, and, and that's what, that's why we want you guys to notice these, these differences and notice the subtle difference between resignation and acceptance. Because if you notice it and then you reflect and you communicate in a kind, open-hearted, vulnerable way, there's a much higher likelihood that your partner's gonna respond in a positive way. Yes, and just like you're leaning into each other in those moments, even though they're still really uncomfortable. Yeah. And then you can make the switch, right? Right. So then, then Tara opens up in this way and I'm like, okay, like I'm not gonna solve this problem with you today, Tara, but and believe me, as I'm saying this, I'm I'm thinking like God, I I'm many times fail at this. So you know, we always want to tell couples that that this is hard work. But but then if we can make that subtle switch of like, okay, let's let's move to acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. So Tara, what's what is what's that shift for us to acceptance in this moment? 
So for me, I I always go through my protocol RAIN, R-A-I-N, recognize, allow, investigate, nurture, because I don't want to be in a place of powerlessness. I don't want to build resentment towards you. I don't want to feel uncomfortable myself. And so I recognize, okay, I feel anxious. I feel a little confused. I feel disappointed and sad. And I allow it through my body instead of judging it, instead of projecting it, instead of blaming EJ for it. I'm just like, here it is, right? It's the same argument we've had over and over and over. Okay, it's okay. Like I'm allowing it to happen in my body. The investigation piece is like, okay, where do I feel it in my body, right? A lot of times for me, it's in my chest, throat, or my stomach. And then kind of like I did earlier, I said earlier, I investigate like this just reminds me of like, Ugh, when I was feeling stuck and everything when I was a, a little girl and and I'm able to recognize like, okay, this is definitely bringing feelings up of like early attachment and that's okay. And then for me, the nurture piece is like, I can handle this. Like I am okay. It's kind of this inward regulation first. So I accept that this is still really hard, but instead of stay with anger, frustration, anxiety, I'm kind of nurturing myself and saying like, I can handle this. We can handle this. Yeah. I think there's a couple of really important things that you did there. That, and, and first of all, we'll, in the show notes for this, we'll give you some resources on on the RAIN protocol, which is what uh, Tara talked about. We'll give you some links to that. Thank you, Tara Brock. Yeah, Tara Brock. <laughs> She's amazing. And, you know, it, one was that the beginning of acceptance was that she started with herself. You know, she started with accepting that she's struggling with the dynamic and she processed through that. And I know it's cliche, but it's like, how is she going to accept me in the place that I'm at unless she accepts her own discomfort first? So, so the first thing she did was she, she moved inward, right? The next thing that that's super important is she had a way in which to process through her challenging emotions and that's and that's sort of up to you or the therapist you work with or the books you're reading is you know is it rain is it uh you know some sort of cognitive restructuring is it somatic is it through your body you know but mm. but we have to have a way to process through what's going on so that then we can communicate it with our partner and so acceptance denotes a couple things it, it accepts that it is this way now mm-hmm and that we are continuing to work on it individually and together. And it says, it doesn't mean it's like great, you know, that, that, that acceptance might be like, God, this is so hard still. Like this yeah. dynamic we're struggling with is really difficult, you know, and, and, and we have to be okay with that. That's the whole rub of long-term relationship is the solutions are not always short-term you know, but it's trust as well. Right. It's trust that, that we're going to make it through it. This kind of brings me just like past experience. When I used to do, I used to work with a lot of eating disorders and I would do these eating disorder groups on body image and we do body mapping and um, we would go into, it wasn't necessarily resignation versus acceptance, but it reminded me of this because a lot of poor body image, right? When there are individuals that struggle with eating disorders. And so they were like, God, I hate my big thighs and I hate my calves. And I mean, the list could go on and on. 
And what I would say to them is, okay, so right now your thighs are your thighs. They are this way right now. It's not like you can have some kind of surgeon come out and whatever you want them to look like, it'll just change, right? So you have two choices. You can be in this place of powerlessness and constantly have this negative cycle around, this is how my thighs look right now. Or you can start to be like, how can I accept that this is what my thighs are I don't like them. They don't feel comfortable, but you know what? They give me the ability to walk, (laughs) right? Like we had to go to like the basics, right? But it's like this acceptance of like body parts, not because you're like, oh yeah, I want it to be like this forever. But like, wow, if you don't do that, your eating disorder, right, is going to just reinforce itself over and over and over. And by just by saying like, well, my thighs allow me to walk, right? Just that simple, basic function it helps. And so I, I guess I was trying to parallel that a little within relationships, but it's just, you know. Yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, you're saying that sometimes we have to go back to the basics, you know, like I know that there are times where you and I hit difficult moments, uh, repeating, you know, challenging dynamics between the two of us. And, and I have to go back in my head and, you know, such a weird thing, but I have to be like, I love her. I chose to be with her. I want to have an amazing relationship with her. And I trust that she wants those same things. Mm-hmm. You know? That basic trust. I yeah. gotta go inward. I gotta I gotta focus on that. I gotta focus on on maybe even if we're having a difficult day or two or a week or whatever, I have to go back and, and resource like man, we have had so many wonderful times together and there's so many things that we we do well together. You know, like I have to sort of build myself up because, because one of the things that we have to really remind ourselves about long-term relationship, we, we all pretty much sign up for the idea that, that the good and the bad, you know, that this is not always going to be easy and that we're going to work on on just building the best relationship we can. Absolutely. So, yeah. I think too, uh, just to like give one more example, because I know it can be like kind of difficult to understand at first, um, but we're trying to help people stay connected and together during difficult times. And so, you know, we work with a lot of couples that have their own businesses that have to work all hours of the day and night and this can definitely take away from quality time in the relationship it can take away just from like feeling like your teammates and working together. And right. So there is this like, okay, the circumstances are I'm having to work. Oh, let's just say 12 plus hours a day for at least the next few months, because I'm starting up this business. There's a lot going on and I'm not going to be able to like be home as much. Right. And then the partner can be like, no, I totally get this. Like, we're going to be able to get through this. It's going to be really hard. I'm going to feel like a single mom for like the next few months. But you know what? Let's just stay checking in. We'll still have, you know, like maybe a home date night every week on Saturdays or blah, blah, blah. That's acceptance. That's talking about it. That's talking about this is going to be difficult. We've got this few months of like where I'm going to have to work a lot. I'm going to be away from the family. But there's this kind of united acceptance that although it will be difficult, we're in this together versus same circumstance, going to work, having to work 12 plus hours a day, 
partner feeling resentful because they're not home, helping with the kids, helping make dinner. They don't know how to talk about it. It comes out sideways. It comes out passive aggressive. Then partner wants to spend even more time at work because when I go home, it feels worse because there's constant tension. Then both people just resign and feel powerlessness. Same circumstances. And the only thing that's different is a united acceptance versus angry, resentful, and powerless. I think this was just such a great topic for us to I take know, on today. It's too. Like, it was only going to be like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and when it, when it got going, it just, I, I think it's something we're, we're passionate about. And I think it we're is. passionate about it because we see how important that subtle difference in, in how you conceptualize challenges is within your relationship, mm-hmm. even like individually, right. That like, you know, things like, like right now, for instance, you know, Tara and I are like trying to get our exercise schedule go, going back on. Quarantine but, 15, baby. But we keep sleeping in <laughs> and there's, and we're not beating ourselves up about it. We are it not. Because yeah. we know it's, we're going to get ourselves back. We always do, you yeah, know? And so true. it's just like, it's, it's super important. You know, whenever we, we hit a topic like this, we really encourage you if, if you're listening to this alone to share it with your, your partner or, or listen to it and, and jot down a few things that brought up for you and, and generate some really, you know, intimate, open conversations with your partner, because that's what deepens our relationship is, is taking on topics like this with our partner. Absolutely. This is actually one of the activities too, in our relationship renovation at home. Yes. Yeah. So once again, please, you know, do check out that relationship renovation at home. It's at relationship renovation centers.com. It's again, it's relationship renovation centers plural.com it's a really it's it's a program we really believe in we really think it can help a lot of people all over um, there's a webinar you can listen to there um, or you can go directly to buy it from there mm-hmm. you know we're always interested in in hearing from you all and topics you want us to take on uh, or, or even people you'd like to have us interview uh, on on this podcast so you can reach out to us over our Facebook handle at he said she said counseling uh, we're also on Instagram at relationship underscore renovation um, our website is he said she said counseling.com. Yes. And you can always email us at info at he said she said counseling.com. Tara, it Holy is. Holy plugins. Yeah. <laughs> Tara, it's all, you know, it's like. Uh, Love you, baby. <laughs> yeah. Until I sit down here and do this with you, I forget like how much I enjoy working with you in this way on top of counseling together. I know. I just feel very grateful and blessed and fortunate and thankful. Yeah. So thank you all. Yeah, it's have always a great, great to talk to you. Couple weeks. See you guys soon. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.